So I want to talk to you guys about getting to the next, getting unstuck. Some of us feel stuck. Anyone feel stuck sometimes? Come on. Sometimes we just feel stuck, and God doesn't want us stuck. Because there's this thing called the veil. You ever read about that in the Bible? For most of the, well, for the whole Old Testament until the, the death of Christ, there was a veil in the temple, right? We can all agree on that, right? What did that veil do? It, it separated the Holy of Holies from the holy place. It separated, why? Because of sin. Because of what man, had, from Adam and Eve sinned and, we, and then we were, they were sinning, right? And so what did they have to do? They had to, what? Sacrifice animals so that they could come before the throne. Come before the Lord, right? Got that right? So what happened when Christ died? It got torn. So I'm just going to bring you into an experience I had a couple weeks ago in worship. I went into this vision, and before me was this huge screen, just huge. But all on it was all my insecurities, all the things that said, don't, don't go there, don't do that, all the lies. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? And it was playing like in full like little video clips, and it was a little overwhelming. But then also the Lord shifted me to the side of it, and it looked like, a, like the skinniest, I've never seen a TV screen this small, like this skinny. And the Lord says, that's the veil that you're choosing to look through, try to, that you won't pass through. We have to choose to go beyond the veil. We have this, and I want to get past, I know, especially being a charismatic church, we like to talk about the veil as like, oh, the supernatural. There's a thin veil, and we're moving in to see the supernatural. Let's not, that's awesome, but I'm talking about just in life, okay? I'm talking about mindsets right now. That we literally place a veil before us because Jesus paid the price and it was ripped. Entry behind the veil, this is in the back of the day, you had to be a what? A pure priest, an Aaron or a descendant of Aaron who would enter behind the curtain on the Day of Atonement. That's the only time. And what would happen is if they even sweated, what would happen? They would die. They literally tied something around their ankle to pull them out. But we don't need to live that way. But, we, but our mindsets do all the time. How often do we not realize how close God is and that he wants us to actually encounter him? It's interesting, in, in tradition, they actually say that they, on, the, uh, on the veil was a cherubim. They literally sewed in what a cherubim was. What was the cherubim? You found the cherubim when it was placed in front of the Garden of Eden after they sinned, literally. If you study it, that's actually what it was, and it's a guarding of the Holy of Holies. So when it ripped, it was actually declaring something, right? Exodus 26, says, And you shall hang the veil from the clasp, then you shall bring the ark of testimony in there behind the veil. The veil shall be a divider for you between the holy place and the most holy. This separation is at the heart of the entire priestly code of sacrificial system. You find that in Leviticus. But in Matthew 26, 27, the veil was torn. But it wasn't just partially torn. But that's a big deal, you guys, because we live so often as if it's only partially torn. 
I honestly, how I see things, and sometimes I get words from people, I actually will meet people, and I'll actually see how the Lord will speak to me, is I'll actually see the veil, and I'll watch this little, these threads that are tying it back together. Because we're bringing, that just tells me, oh, there's, God's, there's been a spirit lying to them that they're, can't, they're separated, right? So I'm going to read Matthew 27, 50 to 54. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. First of all, let's just take a moment of that. That's, Jesus, you guys, this is the gospel. So I can't, I always get wrecked here. Jesus, the son of God, chose to come. This is so important. Because as Christians, I grew up in the church, we just pass this stuff. Man, how often can you read through the Gospels and read about Jesus' resurrect, uh, as his death? And it's almost like, I, for me, sometimes I read it and I almost just pass it so fast. I like, read it and I don't actually let it touch me. And go, this is actually what's allowing me to come here. This is what's allowed me to be, that I can actually know that I have eternal salvation. Right? Then behold, the veil was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. You guys, this is a moment in history. I think that'll be on like one of the, you know, in the foyer, we have the, the, the TV out there. Maybe in heaven we'll see a big screen and just watch that rip all the time. <laughs> right? Well, think about it. Heaven was like, wow. Like, you have to remember, this supernatural realm was real. Right? And the angels didn't know what was going on. The devil didn't, definitely didn't know what was going on. And he was probably really confused when that veil ripped. He loved that, right? Because you have to remember, we're the biggest insult to the devil. I love to remind the church this. We're the biggest insult to the devil. And if you're like, what do you mean? Satan fell because he wanted to look like God. And it says we are made in his image. You Come on, some of you speak that to over yourself. I was made in his image. If you don't like the way you look, you better be careful what you say. Yeah, we better be careful. Because God actually made you the way you're supposed to be made. He took time and actually, well, God's outside of times, so whatever that looks like. He took God to, to make you. And the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and peered to many. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. You wonder which ones that were, right? Oh, man. Who's been, anyone been watching the, the Chosen? I hope they put that in there. <laughs> it's like, especially with the, you know, those priests that we get frustrated. I'm talking about the Chosen, which is not the Bible. It's just the show. I'm not preaching out of the chosen right now. But the th it just brings it to life. I love that stuff, right? I'm very visual. But it's so cool because you see these priests and they get so frustrated with Jesus. Imagine they're like, Moses walks into the... Yeah. They didn't write about that probably for a reason. And I love this. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this is the Son of God. So here, let's just point out this way. That was a sign, earthquakes, things happening. And what happened? It brought the fear of God in, and it showed. So you know what? It's okay if God wants to use you to demonstrate signs and miracles so that they can be a sign to him. Right? Come on. The world's looking for that. They're hungry for that. You guys all know that. There's story after story. You meet people. But I want to speak that over you guys. Get past that veil of being held back thinking people are going to judge you. 
I'll be honest, the more you talk to people in the world, they love it. How often, even if you just step up and say, hey, can I pray for you? People love that. No, how often do you get rejected from prayer? I've prayed for a lot of people out there, and very yes, I've been rejected, but honestly, it's very rare. Step out and go for it, guys, because those are lies in your mind of the veil before you that says, I can't do that. It's for somebody else. It's for Dean. It's for, it's for Sharon. It's for somebody else. That is, that is a veil you're putting up in your life when, you, when you're out there, which is actually taking away from what I just read of, the res- of, of Christ dying for us. His very purpose was reconnecting. The whole Bible is a love story about God coming and making a way so his people can come back directly to him. God's like, I think he was like, hey, there was too many years of having to kill animals and, and have one person come and see me once a year. He, he wants us to come boldly before the throne. Ever since, he actually made a way. Is that it's, We read awesome, awesome stuff like uh, Stacy read is Revelations 4. Come up here, come up now. And we love that, especially in the charismatic church. Come up here, come up now, right? But you have to do something with that. You guys, we're in a, I believe in a, in, in, in broad Christian church world that we're in an apostolic reformation. But the, the, it's great to have a bunch of names and have leaders, but if you actually are not doing what an apostle does or the prophets do, you guys know what an apostle does? The word apostle means sent one. I wasn't planning to teach this. It means sent one, but it didn't mean just to be sent, just to be sent. It's not, oh, now you're a missionary. No, that, it's actually sent. Jesus, if you study it, it was, the word was taken from the Greeks and then, uh, then the Romans, and it actually um, was a word that Jesus used that was actually being used during those days. And that word actually meant that the Romans and the Greeks would conquer. Just so let you know, they were already going for one world order back then. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Man, we get so freaked out about all this stuff. The enemy's been trying to do this all along. So stop worrying about that and watch what God's doing. So, so he was using a word that people understood because what Rome would do at the time is they would take an apostle, and, and, and not just one man, or, but they would send him with a group, an apostle's ship, and they would actually send them with a purpose to come and change the region to look like Rome. So when we call apostles today in the church, it's not being sent just to be sent. It's sent to bring heaven on earth. It's the Lord's Prayer for God's... Sorry. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. That's what our mandate is. And if you're part of this ministry, that's what we are believing for. That's why we have a school. We're training up. It's not about one or two people. It's about being sent. And actually, we truly believe is that when you leave today, I truly believe for, personally is that when we, we're an apostolic center, we actually have a, we're a grace from, from the Lord because I believe it's the kingdom realm. And you're actually being sent every time you leave this place. We're all sent. It didn't say just send a few. It actually didn't even say said just send the apostles. It said to go out. All of us. He takes you and said, it's your, it's your turn. Go do the work. Where was I? Because that was not in my message. <laughs> yeah, truly this was. That's right, a sign. We're, we're changing things. But we have to get past this veil that is holding us back. We have to break the lies. We have to have our, our minds renewed. That's the biggest thing. Jesus did everything for us. If the veil is torn and we have free access, then we're being held back by a lie of thought patterns and that somehow the veil has been sewn up holding us back. We need to, I've been on this for months and months, this whole create in me a clean heart. We need to go in our own walk as believers, which we're all called to do. 
We're walking out our salvation, right? Some of us are stuck at the wedding, you guys. You know, when you have a wedding, it's wonderful. It's announced. You get saved. But the marriage is actually becoming one, right? And that's what we're called to do. But as you become one, you actually have to change things. And the closer you get, who here, because I've talked to a lot of people, so it's not even being prophetic, it's, I know I'm, that there's been feeling like God's been pushing some buttons lately in their life, like uncovering some things that they're like, wait a minute, I didn't even know that was there. I'm telling you, I want to declare over you that this is a good thing. Those that speak to him, he's raising up those that are willing to give it all, and he's raising up world changers and actually those that are on fire, but as you actually, actually ask ask for a clean heart, he's actually going to show you where it's not. But don't get confused about the en- between the enemy and the Lord. Because when it's the Lord, it's grace. It's not condemnation. He wants to bring you up to the next place. He wants to show it to you because he's got better things for you. I'm actually telling you, I had a, I had a prophetic guy I know, phoned up, actually, what doesn't matter. Um, Sam, he called it in, he's like, because honestly, this has been, not, like for me, it's been like every little thing. It's like push, push, push buttons. And I'm like, God! Am I messed up? So Sam and I are very close. I called him up, and I, oh, he called me, and then I said, hey, I think so. am I going to offer something? Because it feels like, oh, my goodness. And he actually says, no, it's, it's upgrade season. Yeah. Right? You guys, so I'm declaring that over you. When things are opening up, God needs to clean up so you can handle. Right? Because he's raising up people that aren't just going to fall because that's actually our heart. Right? He actually cares. I'm not one of those guys that, oh, it's character, character, and gift to get. No, it's, it's both coming together. And if you actually have a relationship with the king, he'll actually walk with you. The Holy Spirit's not just going to throw you out there. Come on, it's time. Oh, it's time to just give her and be more excited and looking what God's doing than worrying what the devil's going to do. No, if your first response for something is, uh-oh, that could cause trouble with the devil going to mess with you. Like, I'll break, let's break up poverty off the church. You know how many times you hear it's like, oh, my, did you hear so-and-so? I hope that money doesn't wreck them. Oh, well, you guys, that's a poverty mentality. Trust God. Trust God. God wants to see you blessed. We're not a, a prosperity gospel here. We're just a, a, a gospel that God wants to see us all looking good. The word says he supplies all your needs according to his riches, so make some needs. Some of us are waiting for something, but they haven't created a need. It doesn't say he's going to just make you rich. I can't find that in the Bible. I tried. No, I did. I looked because I heard a preacher tell me that, right? And I couldn't find it. It says he supplies all our riches according to our needs. But but from him, from him, you guys. So let's dream bigger. we got to break off mindsets. Even today, I just declare we break off that veil that we can't step into our dreams. Especially if finances are holding back. Come on. Come on. Oh, Sharon, would you have done everything you've done in life if finances were already there for you? No. Just step out. When you step out, things happen. It's time to step out on the water. And again, don't worry about the next person next to you. Hebrews 4.16, we've said it. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. God made a way. When that was torn, we get to come before that throne room. We get to come boldly, you guys. Why? Because you're washed as a believer. Guys, we're, we're changed. When you got saved, you were a new creation. 
But the veil is no longer a separation. It's just a lie that's holding us back from the truth. We need the spirit of truth in our life, which is the Holy Spirit. Lord, let the truth come in this room. Lord, let, we just tell any, this, that's lying spirits, of, we just declare how good these guys are. That you guys are more than conquerors. Come on. He's creating you clean hearts. Come on. Declare over yourself. I'll get to it, but you're not actually made evil, just so that you know. You're not born evil. I can, uh, I might not get there, so I'll just say it. But you actually, in Genesis, when he makes man, what does he say about Adam and Eve? This is good. If they were sinful when he made them, he couldn't have said they're good. God never calls sin good. And if we actually believe what Jesus did actually brought us back to and broke the curse and paid the atonement, then we actually can be good again. Right? Through him again. You guys, through him. Through him. Romans 12.2, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This is where the veil was torn. He did the natural. Now we got to step into what he's already paid the price for. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. You guys, if it's in there, we can do it. You can live a life that is satisfying to his eyes. That's pretty sweet. Before I forget, that guy in the back, in the black hair, he stand up for a second. Yeah, dude, God's just, just doing amazing work. Actually, can you do something prophetically for me? Can you come sit over here? Because I, I just heard the Lord say, I'm bringing you. Those that are, you know, what does the Bible say about those who are last become for, first? No, stay standing. I just want to declare over you. You're a world changer. What God's doing in your heart, man, where he's bringing you, he's opening doors for you, but it's in the secret place. You're really getting yourself set apart. I can see that. And I can see that he's already um, setting you up for being an incredible witness. I actually see you're one that can bring people to the well, which I, when I see that, I actually see you as one that's going to be an evangelist, and you're going to see many people saved. And I actually just declare that there's a zealousness on you and not to let it stop. Come on, because something, I just see there's been a shift in your life and a strengthening over you, and I just thank you that you care. Lord, I just bless this guy right now, and Lord, I thank you for the love on him, and Lord God, the spirit of joy and life over him right now, but I thank you, Lord God, that you're going to answer those questions you've been asking, Lord Jesus, and Lord God, I thank you right now that there's just been, an, I just see that he's even imparting a prophetic anointing over you with an evangelistic stir to it, and you're going to start seeing things, that you're going to step out, and actually, as you open your mouth, you're just going to be surprised what comes out, you're going to know things, words of knowledge, and uh, things of the heart of other people. And so I just bless you. Does that make any sense? Come on. No, you're, you're a fiery one, man. You stay up there. Don't stay up there. Come on. God's racing up dread champions. Come on. Uh, I'm a little ADD, so no, just kidding. Um, uh, so we have to realize that this veil is just a facade. I'm going to keep on going back after this. Because we got to break it. Because a lot of stuff, this is very, very simple. Trust me, I fight with the Lord. I'm like, I don't want to share this stuff. It's too simple. But it's simple but pr profound. Because the gospel is simple. But we have to actually choose to live it. We have to remind ourselves. Because it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, this is the same thing. How often? 
And I'll tell you, it's fun. Even when I shared that, I saw, I saw that, vi- that, that vision, and I, and I actually tried out a few things that I saw playing. Because I'm like, those are lies. Because I really believed. I went in like, did the, I did those things. It's hard to explain because I'm not going to give out personal stuff about other people. And I did something, and I got the response I was not expecting. They were lies. They were full lies where I thought people would be like, oh, that's bad. I did them, and they were like, this is amazing. And I'm like, What? This is a, we have to realize the devil was, he was, he's going to, he's a liar. He comes to kill, still, and destroy, but not Jesus. And honestly, this is a safe place. We're, we're, we're fighting to create, we boldly, I want to let you know something that if, in our culture, and we're working on this, is that we boldly want to believe that in, in each one of you, the best. We have to. I talk about this. We have to have a prophetic um, community that actually calls out the golden people. Even if you've known them for 20 years and you know their issues, call the opposite. You might be carrying the very grace, the anointing to actually break their patterns, you guys. Some of us is like, we just need to speak the love over people. And you know what I hate in the prophetic movement is that because you know them, we shouldn't prophesy over them. Oh, even your own spouse. Why not? You guys, just because you know somebody doesn't mean they don't need encouragement. And honestly, how if you really process it, it's like, okay, I'm hanging out with somebody that I've known for a long time, and all of a sudden you have this, wow, I just feel the heart for them and how much God loves them, and all of a sudden, tell them. It doesn't have to be profound, because you know what? It might be profound to them. There's a lot of people walking around that just need to be told that they're even seen. Being on the streets, you know the easiest word is just telling anybody, hey, God loves you and he sees you. And guess what? He, you can walk up to anybody you want, and you have a right because of what the word says that, that that's truth, that he sees every one of us. You walk out to people, you'll see the fruit just from that. So if you don't have a word, go give a word. There's a lot of words in this Bible that you can give that are 100% just on all the time. Okay? God loved you. He's been watching you. He's waiting for you. He, man, it's what he's doing. You know he died for you? You know that you're actually a son and daughter? You, he's waiting for you to sign some adoption papers? Come on. People just need to know. Oh, we just need to give our, ourselves some permission just to try to step out on the water. We have to, you guys. Peter stepped out on that water, and he made a foul, but he still went for it. But guess what? We get to learn from Peter. Peter didn't get to learn from anybody. We go, oh, look at Peter. No, we, we get to read the story. So now we're accountable to actually know that, hey, when you get your eyes off of him, you start sinking. But you know how cool and grace God, full God is? He'll just pick you back up. Man, and God's heart is, hey, that's amazing. You at least tried. Go again. Come on. Don't let our insecurities hold us back. Uh, Philippians 3.9 says, my passion is to be consumed with him and not cling to our, my own righteousness. Based in keeping the law, written law, my only righteousness will be his, his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. He did it. Not about us. It's him. You know that Jesus gets all the rewards and all the praise when you step out? Man, we got to encourage people and stop worrying about puffing their heads up. No, honestly, that's something God's been dealing with me. I'm like, ah, I see that, Lord, but if I tell them that, they're just going to run around and say, oh, I got this word. So what? I'm not, give what God tells you to give and let, the, and let God do the rest. 
And first of all, stop trying to figure out people's motives. Go study that in the Bible. We don't have a right to. That's a dangerous position. As soon as you start thinking you know somebody's motives, you actually start playing God in their life, in your mind. Because it actually says only God knows the intentions of the heart. So now you're now playing God. Careful. Woo. Our old self is dead, crucified with Christ. We are free and empowered to live in his righteousness and share in his sufferings. Romans 6, 1 to 7. Let's read this because I love the word. This is a long one. What do we do then? Do we persist in sin so that God's kindness and grace will increase? What a terrible thought. We have died to sin once for all as a dead man passes away from his life. So how could we live under sin's rule a moment longer? Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one, were immersed into union with his death? Sharing in his death by our baptisms means we are co-buried with him so that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. What's it saying? It's saying you are now no longer a sinner, as a believer, you are a saint. You are now, the price is paid. I'm going to keep going here, but I really want to hit this because even as we've been growing as a ministry, there's certain core values that we really hold tight, and that is a big one, that you are no longer a sinner called. You're not called a sinner. Who knows what a, that there's certain groups that they tell you. You're supposed to go around the circle and say, hey, I'm this, da, da, da. Pretty much I go around, hey, I'm a sucker. I suck. No! Because that actually, you're declaring that over yourself. You're actually speaking something over you. And if you actually, I won't get to this, but if you actually study how our mind works, if you do it enough, you actually believe it. You actually create in you, and you actually become that. And so it's interesting. We we're very connected to Bethel and, and Reading. Um, and uh, if you, they learned this many years ago. They went and they started just studying this, finding out this revelation that, hey, no, we actually are saints and not sinners. Because even I was raised that I was a sinner. Constantly, I'm a sinner. And saved by grace, which is true, but my identity was I'm still a sinner, right? And so they, once they started going after this, they realized that over a year, they just preached it, taught it, studied it, went after it. But you know what happens when you realize that you're a saint and not a sinner? You have to change the way you live. Especially as leaders, you have to lead differently. Because back to, if, I actually, if you guys are all sinners, then I'm just trying to get the sin out of you. But if you're all saints, I'm just trying to get us to see Jesus more. It's about him. Let's get excited for him, right? Because he wants us to. Because he paid the price. It's his, it's his reward for us to boldly become before his throne. Some of, us, some of us need to actually just realize that you can go before the throne. Back to what I said, you're still at your wedding day. And the devil's lied to you for so long that you've actually never experienced, got any of the benefits yet. You're still living. I'm just a sinner. I just made it. Oh, I got into, I got into my eternity. I'm going to have eternal life. No, it's greater than that. It's called heaven on earth. Yeah, on. We're supposed to experience his power, his, uh, his relationship. You've got to wake up and say, this is a good day. Come on. We need to bring Jesus into our situation, but we can't do that if there's a veil bef- between us. Because that's the thing. Is if, we, if, we're like, cause it, if we really believe it, we'd actually start seeing more things. I'm talking to myself. Anyone knows me. I'm preaching at myself here. But when you start actually believing you're bringing Jesus into the equation, then you should be expecting to see something. I heard something the other day. Uh, I think Sean Boltz was talking about it, about how even in the, it's t- speaking to some business people here, 
the good Christian businessman or woman, they get up in the morning, they, get their own, they do their devotions, and they're, it's all about God. It's good, good, good. But then they go to work. They prayed for their job and their business, but then they go to work, but they forget to bring Jesus with them. What I mean by that is that not because they're saved, they have Jesus with them, but they're actually not actually saying, Holy Spirit, hey, I want you to be involved in this. Show me this. Give me an idea. Show me something. Give me a word for these people. Help me get, th- because he actually wants us to be involved. He wants us to. Ah. So, so we share in the baptism of Christ's death, right? So when he died, we die with him. He did the dyings. So I understand it's, we, we die daily and everything. That's awesome. But we actually aren't supposed to, we're supposed to live as believers too, right? Right? And he actually, this is going to bring some freedom. He actually likes you. You know what? No, I get this. So he's not just trying, we're supposed to become more like him, but he's actually supposed to be, Sharon's supposed to look more like Jesus, but be Sharon looking like Jesus. And Mallory look like Jesus, and Justin look like Jesus, but still be Sharon, they all look different. Because he made them for a purpose. And some of us just need to actually give ourselves freedom to be who you are. Because he made you, and it, the world needs who you are. We need who you for who you are. When we have been, uh, we were also raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him so we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. For since we are permanently, not partially, permanently grafted into him to experience a death like his, then we are permanently grafted into the experience a resurrection like his and a new life that it imparts. So does Jesus have to die again? So what does the Bible say? Like his? It's once. You're done. Like Chris Bolton says, he says, the church is walking around with, it's called necromancy. Necromancy. Literally, it's like we go back and try to pick up the old man. And we're walking around with something that was already dead. It can't talk no more. It's literally just just stinks. You go to the graveyard, he says, and you're digging it up and you're walking around. No, no, that's that's not true. You're not actually supposed to pick that thing back up. So we can't actually use it as an excuse. Hey, oh, that's my old man creeping up. No, it's not. That's just the lies of the devil right there. That's your free will creeping up. Because God never took away, he'll never take your free will away. He, can't, he does not want to. He would have done that a long time ago because then he could just have us all loving him all the time. But he actually wants his, his, his creation to love him. That's why we're made this way. We have free will is so powerful. So powerful. Ah. Uh. Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever deprived of its power? Oh, there we go. For we were so crucified with him, so dismantled the stronghold of sin within us, so that we would not continue to live with one moment longer submitted to sin's power. Obviously, a dead person is incapable of sinning. I didn't say that. It was Paul. That was Paul. It's, it's crazy what our Bibles say. No, it's true. You can read things and just skip over things. So Romans 8, 1 to 9 says, So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. Guys, this is the Bible. He paid the price and he actually meant it. So that we can experience it. Today. But we got to get past this. You guys, I've said it, said it before. There's only one devil. So if you're constantly getting in trouble with the devil, 
I'm going to offend people again. I love, I love bringing this up because we forget. First of all, I, 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 I doubt the devil knows any one of our names. There's only one of him. I'm crazy enough. I do pray. I want to be on the most wanted list in hell. And people tell me that's not smart, but I don't care because the Bible says I'm covered. And Sharon prays for me, so I'm good. But for real, is that you guys, a lot of our things you just deal with is that it's your choices. We blame so much, and, we, and these veils we're putting up to protect ourselves. We're, we're, we're doing that all the time. And we got to get real with ourselves and say, God, open my eyes to see. Some of us are so going, hey, I want the Elisha anointing of praying for this sermon. Their eyes are open. Hey, just pray for your own mind to be renewed right now. Because if you start going to that direction, you better be ready because that's messy. You're going to see things that are going to mess you up and you're not going to be ready for it. No, honestly, I've watched this in, uh, I wasn't, watched this in the charismatic church. We've we, we got to deal with our own lives first before we start trying to move into the supernatural. I'm not talking about you pray for healings and miracles, but I'm talking about like that seer realm because it'll mess you up. Because in your free will, again, you are a saint, but it's in your free will, when you choose to sin, you give the power to the enemy. Because he has no authority. You guys know that, right? The devil has no authority. But when you hand him the power, he can touch you. Now, that's easy to deal with real fast. When we're renewed, we catch it. Don't beat yourself up. There's, what did it say? There's no longer condemnation. So don't get caught up in the condemnation. Just say, hey, you paid for it, Lord. Now, we're not talking about greasy grace, because when in real relationship, it actually burdens you. You're like, oh, my goodness, how could I have done that? How could I believe that? Lord, I love you. I want to be close to you. See, our whole, our walk is about a love connection to him that we actually want him to be with us. We want to, to be in a position that nothing separates us, because we're the only ones that can create that. He will never. He's always here. we got to get past that. For God is, okay, for the law of the spirit of life, what am I? A flowing through the anointing of Jesus liberated us from the law of the sin of death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent us his son in human form to identify with human weakness, clothed with humanity. God's son gave his body to be a, the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and the power of sin. Ooh. He condemned it. Shut it down. So now every righteous requirement of law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us, and we are free to live, not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Whoa, dynamic. Come on. See, all charismatics just got excited there. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. Ooh, this is a big one. We're supposed to live a life of, like Christ did, to serve one another. To go after him is to, to touch the world. You want more of the power of God in your life and out there, break for souls. It's the, I'll tell you, it's the easiest key. You want to get excited and you're like, ah, oh, I feel scared together. Just get with Jesus and talk about how much, ask him how much he cares for those that don't know him yet. He, he keeps, he wants us to touch the world. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves, but those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the sense and reason of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. There really is peace in this room right now. Stacy was seeing that during the worship. Grab that. But, you know, again, 
I love touching, but we, just, we do this at school all the time. Dude, if, we're talk, if there's something, a, a grace, a grace is, to, is something being released that you, you didn't do anything for, right? So if a grace, if, if, if we actually believe that we're not just yapping up here, and, and Stacy actually released and saw a spirit of peace in the room, which is Christ, but that grace was in the room, grab it, and when you leave this place, because right now we're, we're in a bubble. Let's just be honest. What happens the gathering of the saints. It's amazing. We're all excited because there's tons of us, and we're excited for Jesus. But when you leave this place, you're going to have to remember that. When all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm feeling a, not peace. No, no, no. There was peace. I got that impartation of peace today. So there's no way this is real. This is a facade. This is just a veil before me that's aligned to me right now. Right? Uh, okay. But those who uh, live by the impulse of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities for the sense, for the, oh, I read for the sense uh, and reason of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit leads life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan ooh, and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. Man, we don't want to do that. Some of us just need to go back and feel stuck. We talked about that at the beginning. If you feel stuck, spend some time with the Lord and say, hey, what did you ask, ask me last to do? Uh, Larry Randolph shared that many years ago at Bethel. He said one of the biggest breakthroughs was when you feel stuck, ask the Lord, what did you ask me to do last? Because God is such a, a merciful God that he, if he's given you direction and has told you to do something and you're not doing it, what is that called? Disobedience. So he ain't going to give you more directions until you step into what you're going to be supposed to be doing. But again, it's not with condemnation. He's sitting there with his arms wide open saying, come, let's get her done. Right? Ask Donna. My, we, I all, just even this week, I'm like, oh, I just remembered something he told me to do. i got to figure out to get this thing done. Because I want the breakthrough. I want to see God move. Uh, in fact, the mindset folks, uh, for no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you will not d- uh, dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you're not joined to the Spirit of the anointed one, you are not of him. Whew. I'm going to wind down here. Romans 8.37 says, In all things you are more than a conqueror through him who he loved us. Right? Who's here a conqueror? What did you conquer? Come on. If you conquered it. You did. You accepted his free gift. So you actually are a conqueror. You got that badge on you. I'm a conqueror. When the devil comes, you say, no. I'm a, when the enemy lies, you, oh, I'm a conqueror. No. You no, know, the blood was enough. No, I'm not, I'm not little, I'm big. No, so you need to tell yourself that. You're not just, you're known no matter what. No matter what you feel like, you're known by God, and he'll let people know who you are when he needs you, right? Uh, do you actually believe you're a new creation? It says uh, in 2 Corinthians 2, 517 in the New King James Version, therefore, if anyone in Christ, he is a new creation, old things have passed away, behold, all things become new. I love this in the Passion. Now, if anyone unfolded into Christ, I love that word, connected to Christ, he is a new, no, sorry, he has become an entirely new person. Is this, which version is this one up here? Yeah, entirely new person. All that is related, come on. To the older has vanished. It's gone, you guys. The Bible says this. 
Yeah, exactly. Like Chuck, it's not just he didn't just get put away. Your old man isn't there. You guys, I grew up believing that you have this little white angel kind of thing, and you know the the black or the red angel or the demon, not an angel. What was fallen angel? Who knows what I'm talking about? You know, a little like the good old McGee and me and all that stuff back then. You know that stuff. That's not true. There is no good. There's only good, and that's the Holy Spirit. He has no. That's the old man. That's this doesn't exist anymore. It got. The, it's off in the somewhere else. It's gone. You're a new creation. We have to choose. We, again, I don't want to say we're not ever uh, tempted by sinful habits, but we, we have to recognize these temptations but have nothing to do with our identities. Your temptation has nothing to do with your identity. Your identity is that you are bought, saved, sanctified, saint. It's a temptation because Jesus got tempted. Like I, I can't spend time on that, but you guys, if you don't know, go look it up. Jesus got really tempted. Did he sin? No. It's what you do with your temptations. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, um, 9 to 11, Surely you must know that people who practice evil cannot possess God's kingdom realm. Stop being deceived. People who continue to engage in sexual immorality, idolatry, uh, sexual perversion, homosexuality, fraud, greed, drunkenness, verbal abuse, or ex- extortion, these will not inherit God's kingdom realm. It is true that some of you once lived in these lifestyles, but now, to the good part, have been purified from sin, made holy, and given a perfect standing before God. A perfect standing before God. Come on. All because of the power of the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and through our union with the Spirit of God. I love this because it's not about us. Because a lot of people go after this teaching, oh, now you guys, you guys always make it about yourselves. No, it's all about him. But then God loves actually about, loves you too. I, got, I just I want to overemphasize that. He actually wants and see you rise up. He's not worried. God's not worried about you getting praise. Because he gets praised when you get praised. If you're in the workplace and people are like, how in the world do you know this stuff? God's getting praised. He did it through you. You guys, he's actually totally secure in who he is. He's not worried. I heard Bill Johnson the other day, and this is in a natural form. He said, one way you can really tell or a man or a, 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 a spiritual mother or father if they actually are true mothers and fathers is when their sons and daughters get praised for what the father or mother did, and they don't care because their identity's not in that. They don't, they don't make it. You know what I'm saying? I thought, I, when he said that the other day, I'm like, whoa, that's good. And pretty hard, too. Right? That's hard. Because they get all the, Bill, Bill saying it doesn't matter. Because when you really care and you really truly believe that you're raising up people, then it doesn't matter about our name. It's about his name. Right? Man, it's amazing. Uh, I'm not going to finish this. So, um, I do want to say... Uh, 1 John 1, 8 and 9 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. 1 John 2, 1 says, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. If anyone sins, he has an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Free will allows us to sin, but it's still not your identity. That's the big mind shift. You're not a sinner. Your free will Let's you step out of stuff, but you have the free access all the time. It's already been paid for. He doesn't have to die again. This is where it actually gets dangerous if you study Scripture. That, uh, and, and people have different theologies on this, but it's, he, he paid for all your sins, present, future, 
in everything. But when you actually truly love him, it's not about not sinning anymore. It's about living for him. That's the difference. When you shift from that, it's not, you don't have to worry about greasy grace and all that stuff because you're actually not focused on sin anymore. We're so focused on sin that we're missing the golden people. Come on. Romans 8.15 says this, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the what? The spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. You guys want to stand? God, I just thank you that you know what you're doing. Because <laughs> I don't sometimes. It's gonna. I have some. Yeah, let's just yeah, just play there on how. In fact, can I get some worship people up here too? The coolest thing is when we realize that we're saints, we start realizing that we our inheritance is actually attainable today, and we start breaking that veil that tells us, oh, I've had chronic pain here. Oh, that must be because I've. Oh, that's my sin in the past. Oh, that's because. Oh, and I and I. Who's ever said this before? Oh, that happened because I was like a Jonah. I say that. I've said that before. I'm like, whoa. God's like, why, why, why you speak that over yourself? I didn't do that to you. We're in a new covenant. We're in a new covenant, you guys. Either we believe it is true or we don't. What I'm trying to get at here is because I, I have some words uh, about some healing, some words of knowledge I got the other night. God just likes to talk share things is he wants to see the body healed up. Just just focus on him, you guys. Let's focus on him. It's all about him. Rhonda, I just want to encourage you. (laughs) You don't have to move away from her. It's okay. No, it's good. God loves you. You already know that, but he, he just wants you to know that he is molding and bringing you to an incredible place. And I just, that, yeah, just, we just say, devil, you stop lying. Because you know what? You're incredible and fearfully and wonderfully made. I see that he has gifts for you, but he wants you to, he wants you to the best stuff. So I just want to encourage you because you are a princess in the kingdom of God. And not to ever settle for second best. Because I see that God, I literally see the treasures of heaven opening up around you a provision, but actually dreams coming alive, things that you fear in your heart right now. I actually see them right now touching your heart right now. And I want to declare over you that things that, that have hurt you in the past are being, have been healed, and it's time to step out of it and just accept the truth. Because God has done a work in you, Rhonda, that has, is incredible. It's, you've had resurrection. You know what? You're incredible. And I know you have a desire. To, I can see this. So I just want to declare over you. You're a mom in the spirit already right now. And I just want to say, God's giving you a heart like, I just see it's like twice as big because you are a lover of people. And Lord, I just thank you for that wisdom that God's giving you right now to counsel people. I just see God giving you ability to counsel and give truth to people and to actually speak into specifically women's lives right now. I just thank you in Jesus' name. Come on. Woo! God's doing a work. He's doing a work. Yeah. Uh, so I want to break... I'm going to start off with something that's a little more spiritual. I, I, um, spiritual, that's fine. But, 
And I don't know if, if this, you don't even have to put your hands up for this one. I just feel that there's been a spirit of confusion on people. And if you want that, just uh, just receive this as we're, he says, I saw him coming. That was just that, well I, well, I see just that breaker angel coming in. Because some things are spiritual, you guys. There's natural and spiritual things. And sometimes we just have to tell the, the spirit of whatever, like in this case, spirit of confusion to leave. Right? Because there's things that you do, and you can get tools to walk through it, like in counseling, walk through. And if you ever, so I'm going to speak this even about this situation. If, you, if you're like, man, I feel confused all the time, and I see this confusion on my life, and I'm doing, reading all the right books and all this stuff, but nothing's changing, sometimes you just have to tell the spirit to leave. Because there's a this, there's this spirit realm. So Lord, right now, we just declare in all your might and power right now, Holy Spirit, come. Your spirit of confusion would leave right now in Jesus' name. Right now, we command that spirit to leave this place, that spirit of witchcraft, that confusion right now to go off our minds, off our thoughts. Right now, I literally, if there's somebody that's dealing with it in their family, and their kids, and it's like they come home from school and there's confusion in the house. We just declare, we break that right now. We take authority right now. And I actually ask, Lord, I ask you to remind those parents with the authority they carry right now in Jesus' name. And we just release that over them right now in the name of Jesus. We break that off right now. Lord, I go after the spirit of poverty right now. That mindset, we break the spirit of poverty right now, Jesus. That generational even, like we break it right now in Jesus' name. There's those that have been like struggling uh, with infirmities and that's just sickness and they've tried to, um, they've seen the doctors and it just seems like nothing works and they get better and they get worse, they get better, they get worse. That's the spirit of infirmity. So right now, just grab that right now. We just break that right now with the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We rip that veil down and we say, God, we can get that right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. Um, Who's got the, uh, this one, I'm, these people I want to come up, uh, degenerative back condition. Who is that? That's you? Come up, is it somebody else? Then come up, I don't, yeah, come up. Anyone that has that right now? Right now. Mm. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You in that plaid shirt, yeah, you. God, I just, God's just, wants to let you know he loves you. I know it's a simple word, but it'll change your life because he sees you in this room. And I see this whole uh, David anointing on your life. He's called you to be a king, and he's putting that identity in you to know who you are in Christ because he's called you to be a leader. I see you that a leader in your groups of friends, but a leader even in, in, in life to raise up others around you. I see that you actually given you a brilliant mind. I'll speak that over you. You have a brilliant mind. You, you think, and even to the point where I hear that almost like these people, but always oh, a little different. No, it's because you're brilliant. And so I want to declare that over you. And I just break off, yeah, any words that have been spoken off you right now, of, of, uh, that you're anything less, because you're actually made for greatness, and you're a world changer. And I, I just want to let you know right now that you are called to kill giants. And I can see around you, he's actually, through things in life, he's actually giving you weapons of warfare. And you're actually going to set people free because of things you're learning through your own life. And you're going to run into situations. And you're actually going to use those to set others free. So we just, let's just point our hands to him right now, Lord. We just release a fire, Lord, because he's called to be a fiery one, a zealous one, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you, Lord, even now. I see that he's called to, to soar in the heights of heaven, Lord God. Lord God, he's called, Lord God, as one that's going to see from your perspective, Lord Jesus, right now. Right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I think about that teaching anointing on his life, Lord God. Right now, in Jesus' name, 
pull in that heart of compassion right now. Jesus, come on. There's something with, I don't know if you play something or not, but this music thing on you, um, but it might be just the heart. Do you play music or something? No, but you should get back to it. Not in a while, eh? Get back to that. I don't know what it was, but he wants you back to that. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Who gets leg spasms? Literally, that's the word. Leg spasms. Where is that? Yeah, where is that? Come up here. Who is that? I didn't. Somebody's pointing. There you are. Oh, it's Brayden right on. Come on. Um, come on. Somebody's clavicle. What's the clavicle again? Dude, when you hear things in the spirit, it's like that thing. God's going to heal it. I love it when he speaks to me in words I don't know. But who's got the clavicle issue? No, you know you, you have one? That's good. But it has an issue. Who's got the issue? No, who is that in the room? Come on, where's your hand? I, I don't see you. Point them up. Is that you? Oh, you have the, man, we've got to get you really healed up. Anyone have a come up too? I'm going to pray because we're going to have the ministry team. Then we'll let you go. Breathing issues. I heard like, like even like a, the deviated septum thing. Who's that? Where are you? Come on. That's you? Come on up. Right on. Jesus. Okay, come on. Look at this. Yeah, that's good. So let's actually just pray for her. Justin, get behind her for a second. Yeah, get, guys, just blast her. Because she's a fiery one. I just see her, one that has stood the test of time. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, Lord God, that she is one with authority. Lord God, your kingdom, Lord God, she is hungry to see this generation rise up. Lord God, she has prayed and prayed. And I just declare that you're part of that. You haven't missed it. You are going to go see things that you've dreamed and believed for. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, release that healing right now. We just release that right upon our lungs right now. Right now, complete healing. Recreate of lungs right now. Right now. Right now. We'll keep praying for that. Blood conditions and ear infections. Come on up. I want to pray. Come on up, line up. We want to pray for you, the ministry team. I want to pray. But I want to release you guys because it's almost 12 o'clock. So, Lord, we just thank you for your body. Thank you for your kingdom. Thank you for your love. Lord, I thank you that we're being sent out to change history for you, God. Lord God, I thank you, Lord, that we're going out as world changers. So bless you guys. If you want prayer, we have a ministry team. Come out Wednesday, Thursday night. It'll be amazing.